what are we talking about here? We're talking about the Fauci, the, the, what's Robert, the, the, Robert the new, Kennedy book. Uh, yeah, the new book there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 like a chronicling of everything we've been going over for a year and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he, and he does a great job. He lists off so many doctors that like um, have stood up and like like I, I mean, it's like basically like our our like 2022 guest list. He lists nice. off right. That's so. great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, so there we go. There we go. Right on, guys. Well, uh, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode here. Just want to tell you how you can come support the show real quick. So I got these right here, you guys. So if you want to uh, sign up to be a new Patreon subscriber, what we're going to do. That? Or even if you're if you're a, yep, if you're yep. a current I, Patreon I made, subscriber. Yep, if you're yep, a current Patreon subscriber, I put a message in, in the Patreon today. So right. you guys just send us a DM on Patreon with your with the mailing address or whatever, and we will send you a copy of Frankenskies by our friend Matt Landman. Yeah. Along, essential viewing. Yeah, so essential great. viewing along with, our, uh, along with a personalized message from all of us. Uh, so just a little incentive to come join the Patreon crew. Um, I'm, I'm going to be doing uh, some more stuff on there, I promise. Um, another great way to support the show, you guys, is head over to truthtrs.com and order some heavy metal detox spray. Um, it's a zeolite. Clinoptilolite, I think is how it's pronounced. Anyway, nice. yeah, yeah, it's a good one. But anyway, what it does is you just spray it and it eliminates all the heavy metals that have accumulated in your body. Now, some people have been asking, you know, about like, you know, well, what about like essential minerals, like, you know, like uh, zinc and all these things? Is it going to eliminate that? So the answer to that is what happens is you ingest these natural minerals and your body absorbs it, neutralizes it, turns it into basically salt. And so once it enters your system, then it's basically a neutral uh, component at that point. So what TRS does is it goes into your system and then it hunts out all the negatively charged. Oh, I can't, I'm pretty negatively sure negatively charged, charged negatively yep, charged you're right. and it bonds to them and then flushes them out to neutralizes yep. them. Okay. So yep. basically it's all the mercury and Cadmium, all the aluminum and all the crap that's accumulated in your body, even in your brain. Yes. Um, it passes that's through your blood brain barrier and then it bonds to all the stuff that's accumulated in your body and then flushes it out. It's so fantastic. Yeah. So it's, it's great. So yeah, I, I have to say you guys like, I'm I'm out right now. Ooh, Are yeah, you? Yeah. I have an idea. And I can totally tell. Yeah, hundred percent tell. I'm running low too, but I've been rationing, so I haven't done it every day. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can tell too. I can tell too. So anyway, that's funny that yeah. you said that because actually, then the, for like a week and a half there, I was forgetting to take that and my zinc, and I was like starting to forget what yeah. I was saying in the middle. I was like, is yeah. that because I stopped the TRS? Like, yeah. for, not I think on so. purpose. I, I think still so. have bottles there, but so. anyway. So anyway, guys, so truthtrs.com and follow them on Instagram at truthtrs. And then just real quick, you know, our friend Cody on Instagram. Cody. Cody. At Cody's Crystals, at C-O-D-Y-S, underscore crystals. Get itself a nice gem or crystal for the holiday season. And then, of course, our friend Audis over at Modern Retro Radio. ModernRetroRadio.com, uh, ModernRetroFM.com, or on the TuneIn app. It's a 24-hour streaming radio station playing all the new songs by the classic artists. Please go give Audis some love over there. He's got an awesome thing going yeah, on. And then if He's you want to get... Us. He's one yeah, of us. Yeah, sure. And then if you want, oh, you guys, I got a new Truthzilla shirt design. Yes. Ooh. So go it's check so that cool. out. I love you guys it. good with that? You guys good I with that? I love it. So by the time this goes out, it'll be posted. So it says, trust the science. And you'll see. You'll see what it is. Trust the PSY science. Okay? Yes. Okay. It's good. Okay. So go check that out. I'm going to have that up here was, very soon. Did, did you get inspired by, by Charlie's new book? Like the no, no, crazy no. and you're like I science? Making, I, I was like, making an instant. like. I was making an Instagram post and that's what came out. Like I was just like trying to come up with a caption for an Instagram post. And I came up with, I'm like, Oh, that'd be a good shirt. So I'm bam, still, I'm go. still crediting Charlie for part of this. No, 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 that was original. That was original. But anyway, okay. He's like, that's for putting your fingers up in the f- f- camera lens. Exactly. 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 <laughs> and then you guys just please, as always, just like, share and subscribe this episode. Yeah. And, um, and just tell your friends about the truth of the podcast. That's how we override the censorship and get those five star reviews, five star reviews on iTunes. They really yeah. Help. They really do help. And, and we'll post them on Instagram. If you guys drop us a nice five star review on, 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 on iTunes, we will crop it and give you credit and put it on our Instagram and all our social media. So, yeah, all right, guys. So, enjoy the show. Bam. Bam. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the NY Patriot Show. Thanks again for listening and tuning in again for another week. Uh, today's guest is going to be Truthzilla. Uh, it's a, I'll, I'll actually let all of you introduce yourselves and tell everybody where you can find your stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I guess I'll start. So my name's Scott, uh, Truthzilla podcast. You can find us at truthzilla.org. That's where all the links are at and, uh, any audio podcast platforms and the video primarily we send people to rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash truthzilla. I'm Ed. I don't really have much more of an intro unless you it's have incredible something. Ed, oh, incredible. Yeah. incredible Ed. Incredible <laughs> Ed. That's, that's their nickname. I, I uh, I'm Megan. Hi. 
Hello, Megan. Megan. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I figured it might have been long with three of you, so I figured, you know, instead of me running my mouth, I'd just let you guys do it. But that was pretty short at anyway. There you go. Yeah, right on, man. Well, thank you so much for having us on. I appreciate it. Like, I love uh, what you got going on, and uh, yeah, excited Fine. to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, especially uh, that topic you were just telling me about now, which blew my <laughs> mind. But I was like, this is going to work out great because uh, something I never even knew about. So. Okay. Well, I mean, can we can we kind of take it back a little bit before we get into that? Take a deep breath. Yes, yes. We don't need to jump right into it. So yes. No, no. I just I just wanted to say like so because we because we kind of preface we kind of got there when we're having a conversation before the show and like I just want to say like the where that came from like so Oregon I know you're in New York and you've already had this shit rolled out in in Oregon we just got some news that they're planning the Oregon Health Authority is uh, talking about rolling out their their COVID passport and it's supposed to be ready by March so. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, that kind of puts, puts the pressure that puts the pressure to get the fuck out. Right. And yeah. I mean, I would like to kind of hear how it is in New York dealing with that shit. But like, I mean, for me, I'm like, I mean, what I, so I can't go to the store. I mean, what does that mean that they haven't explained it all yet, but it's, um, you know, on the one side of things, I want to live a life where I'm not dependent on that system, but I'm not completely there yet. So it's, uh, do I get the fuck out? Right. So that's kind of where I'm sitting at that. So what's it like in New York? I mean, now, since, I mean, since I'm in the five boroughs, you know, it could be totally different as soon as you leave the five boroughs and go into Long Island, but in the five boroughs where I'm at, um, I know like I had, you know, Billy Ray on uh, my show just recently. I didn't put that out. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Awesome dude. Um, you know, he has had the experience of being able to go places still that normally may not let you, but from my experience, uh, maybe I just don't know the places or the right people, um, you know, around by where I'm at, it's, it's really like, it's more than likely you're not going to be able to eat inside unless you have a vaccination. Um, there's the gym over by me, uh, they're accepting cards. So I guess, I mean, technically you could probably make up your own, but I mean, there's, there's, you know, I guess there's ways to get around it, but for the most part, uh, you're not going to go to a movie theater. You're not going to go bowling, anything inside in the five boroughs. Uh, and some of these places are asking for the app shit too. Mm. Not even the card. They want to actually pull out the app. Uh, you can't do any of that stuff. I mean, luckily I'm about a 25 minute drive from Nassau County. So, but when I go to do anything, I go out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even if I wanted to do takeout, I'd prefer to go out there because I still don't want to give a complicit communist store that's open, that's okay with this shit, even picking up food and leaving with it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, uh, we just recently, I mean, I don't like it. I know some people don't think it's really as bad as I think it is, but, you know, the NYPD totally fucking took a took a knee to that shit and didn't even buck. Mm-hmm. And all the fucking... You know, yeah, very, very little people that I know. I don't actually know anybody personally. I, I know a bunch of people in law enforcement because uh, I do have friends and family that are um, all of them that I knew uh, took it, which Jeez. actually surprised the fucking shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's so bizarre to me. To you, that pension. you need that pension, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, you may not even be alive to spend it, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it's so crazy to me because all during lockdown they were saying that. I mean, we all know it's garbage, but they were saying that the mask would stop the spread of the virus. So we wore the mask and they said if we stood six feet apart, exactly six feet apart, it would stop oh, the spread. Yeah. And if we wore our mask to our table at the restaurant, that would protect people. We could take them off out there, you know, all of their science to this point. But if during all of this, while they were, quote, developing this experimental shot, if that was sufficient, if people could go in and out of hospitals and in and out of restaurants. And right now people are some vaccinated, some are not. And they're going in and out of restaurants. I mean, the the. The agenda is so clear. Nothing makes sense. Zero adds up. And yet people just keep <laughs> swallowing it. They just keep, like you say, like everyone's just like, well, I need my pension, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, so frustrating because there's no logic behind it at all. And I don't know. Like, I, I'm just, I mean, they hit you with these things. It's like there's almost like a, a cadence to like when mm-hmm. the next thing comes out, you yep. know, but like, I, and I go through these emotions and I can almost like step back and see myself experiencing them. But like, 
Um, this, right now, I'm fucking mad. Yeah. I'm pissed off that like people it's can't fucking quick. see this. It's coming. Quick I, I'm to hear. really pissed off that like because I don't care you got the shot or not, but if you're letting them categorize people and separate them, we are entering the apartheid system. Mm-hmm. Like we have history that shows what happens when we do this, and fuck you if you're supporting it. Yeah. Like straight up, fuck you for anyone. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. No, I straight up told a relative that's a cop. I straight up told them that uh, if you guys can be pers- persuaded by money, yeah. why you won't even have? You shouldn't technically have a badge or a gun. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what they just did with you. They persuaded you with fucking money to keep that job, and you didn't even want to fucking resist. Yeah, yeah. They still they they swore to uphold the Constitution. They're not doing that. They swore they swore to uphold the Bill of Rights. They're not doing that. They swore to fight for the citizenry. That's not what they're doing. They took oaths, and it's the same as doctors taking oaths to first do no harm, and that's not what majority of them are doing. Yeah, yeah. It's like what happened to that integrity part that's on the fucking side of the cop. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What happened to that? You just threw that right out the window. Yeah, but I mean, I, I know some people think it's, you know, maybe I go on a little bit too much about it, but it, it's just like a little bit of a scary thing because, you know, I watched people that, uh, you know, one, one person was telling me I'm going to tell them to go suck my dick if they tell me, you know, I got to actually get this shot. I'm not going to get it. I'll quit. Mm-hmm. The same dude, I watched his wife passionately, almost practically scream, saying, I will make him quit. And the same two people, uh, two weeks later, have 20 excuses why now it was okay for him to take mm. the shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to have pensions. I have a student loan. Oh, you're going to pay our bills. But yet two weeks ago, you were like fucking red in the face about this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somehow you flipped a switch in your head to tell yourself this is okay now. And, yeah. and those same people are going to say fuck. that they that they won't take the next fuck. shot that they're required to. But yeah. they're and they're also going to say, you know, I mean, they're they're not going to support the the apartheid system, you know, the COVID passes and this and that. But they're still going to let it happen. They're they're the worst. They're the best kind of Nazis. They're the they're best. Stood, fucking kind stood of by Nazis. and said nothing. Yes. Stood by and watched people be hauled away. As of right now, they haven't asked them to. But there is actually laws that they could have the cops actually going and checking on these places. To make sure people aren't in there when that's supposed to. They haven't mm-hmm. done it. But these laws do exist. Okay. And I even said that to my friend, my family member. I said, you took the shot to keep your job. You, you, you totally didn't believe in it. You honestly told me you thought it might actually fuck you up. Yeah. So you were willing to possibly fuck yourself up to keep your job. Mm-hmm. Now, when they tell you to start arresting and ticketing yes. mm-hmm. other people, not even you anymore. Right. Now, right. fuck you. You're okay now. Fuck them. Yeah. And and fuck them. You know, arrest them or ticket them because they're not uh, going along with these fucking uh, dictatorial, you know, whatever, fascist mandates. Yeah. yeah it's almost like a ritual, like initiation. Like, it's like an initiation. You're okay fucking yourself over. You're not going to yeah. think twice yeah. now if you're telling me to go arrest someone That's else. Exactly oh, well, it's not it. me this time. Not me this time. Fuck, you know, I, I got to keep my job. Yeah, they just got jumped in. Where will you draw the line? At what point will you draw the line if you're mm-hmm. in that profession now? Yeah. I mean, I think that was something real. I mean, very early on, I mean, when, when we all saw what was happening, I mean, I think the three of us all saw this for what it was right right off the bat. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, I, I, remember, I remember James Corbett saying, like, you know, no – Know your know your lines. Draw your lines now because they will be pushing them uh, continuously. And, that, and I remember back in March of twenty twenty, fucking drawing my lines, and I'm not crossing any of that shit. Well, they oh. stopped teaching anybody integrity. They stopped the parents stopped being around their kids. Family values got lost, and they corrupted everybody through these school systems. They're not teaching anybody constitutional law. Nobody knows what it means to love anything, respect anything, or value anything. Most especially their country. And I had this horrifying clip come across my uh, Instagram feed the other day, and it was one of those horrible women from The View. We all mm. know what show I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. These monsters in the female flesh. Um, and it, it's a nightmare. Every time I go, I get my nails done at this certain place. And every time I go, I'm, it seems like I'm there always every 12 days in the same time frame. And they always have the view on. And I, I'm like, I'm like turning green. I'm so frustrated. I just want to start screaming back every time they say something. Okay, I'll rein it in. I'll rein mm-hmm. it in. But this girl, she actually said, I don't remember who it was she was talking to, but the words out of her face were, 
the fact that you value your personal freedom over yeah. other people's oh, safety, those words, and I kept playing it yeah, back, I and I that. thought, yeah. in a, did you, you know who yeah, I'm talking about? I heard it on some other show. They clipped that and played it. I can't remember what it was. And it's yeah. like the whole idea that that's, this is, we're in America still. I know a lot of us have forgotten. Oh, we're still, it's, we stand for things, and that used to be like the bedrock of what we were and who we are as a people and that there's people in our age group, our generation that know better. Like I, like my nine year old, he doesn't know better except for what I taught him. He's going to be too young to remember the way that it was. But I remember, she remembers. How do you utter that out of your face and that's, not that's, be, that's Rosa Corey shit. That's communitarianism. That's fucking, she was preaching that. That's agenda 21, man. They've yeah. been, they've been pushing that for a very long time. Well, and now it's, now it's like, it's so fucking mainstream. And, but I have to say, man, and I have to just stop you for one second. When you talk about the view, like you, like I am just like Megan sitting around with a bunch of truther chicks. The anti-view. That's the what anti-view. we fucking want. That's what we want. Oh, we're, we got a new 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 show. <laughs> I do. I keep oh, Cheney cool, and I keep actually. tossing an idea around doing something girly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, what, that's, a bunch that's of that's chicks great. that talk shit like they do, but the yeah. opposite way. That Dude, that's okay. It's 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 on. It's got to happen. Literally, All right, I got to do the, the girl yep. truther show. You got to do another couple podcasts a week. I'm sorry, Megan. All right, we'll start with one. We'll start with one. And not live. If you get Cheney on it and shit, I mean, you'll just be yeah. So. Yes, man. You know, I would, I would, you know, it's frustrating to see. Uh, you know, I hate to hear stories like that. But we know that the, most of the people at this point that are that are now taking the shots, it's because of coercion. It's because they're being yeah. forced to. They're doing it against their will, and I feel bad for those people because it's just a lot of internal turmoil. You know, it's they're going against their values. You know, they're they're going against their morals and their principles and that's not a good feeling that's a horrible feeling to be at you know and i just want to say for anybody that's that part maybe, of the, that's part of the goal i know exactly i know I, it's, it's to put you in that state that's horrible you're, you're going against your own values yeah totally but i really, really wanted to say though ultimately is that like you know anybody that's in that position right now and, and you're just like you're stressed you're losing sleep you're you've got a lot of anxiety around it i just want to tell you right now from personal experience from having stood in my truth and having like not relented and not given up and i lost my job and i was forced out and i was scared and i was uncertain and i had no idea what was going to happen or what my life was going to look like didn't even know if i was gonna be able to eat or feed myself or anything all those thoughts are completely ludicrous because my experience after having been in that position is that the universe just opened up yeah. these amazing amazing new opportunities literally the day after like i got fired like this other opportunity fell in my lap you know what i mean like somebody asked me to help them doing some video editing on a project and that got me through that period and then this other opportunity opened up and that got me through the next period and the universe has provided for me in ways i never even thought and now i'm on this new path whereas before like now i'm looking at the context of what i was doing before i was like god i wasn't even happy doing what i was doing i was just gonna ask you that i wanted to ask you you happy with what you were doing prior yeah no i and then no i mean it's something that i have a passion for it's something that i have a passion for you know what i mean you know being in i'm a person in recovery from drugs and alcohol and i was working as a drug and alcohol counselor so i was able to help people but at the same time you know, I can still do that in my own personal recovery. That's still mm-hmm. a big part of my personal life is going to meetings and helping like newcomers find recovery. Like it's still something I can do. So I haven't lost that piece. But at the same time, uh, you know, I don't have to like have that, like this the paperwork. You know, that's the one misconception about a counselor is that you're not like helping people all the time. Literally your job is doing paperwork and it's fucking insane. And so now I don't have to do that. Now I can just help people just because it feels good and it's the right thing to do. But I just want to really put it out there to people that like just – Standing in your truth is the most important thing and standing, sticking by your convictions and being, you know, very, very true to yourself is the only answer. It's the only solution and the universe will provide. I guarantee it. A hundred percent. Yeah. There was somebody, it was funny. I had made a post uh, a couple of weeks ago about like the NYPD and I think I said something about them like <laughs> putting on the Nazi uniforms or whatever, <laughs> you know, whenever yeah. it was that they yeah. agreed to shit. And, uh, you know, somebody was like married to somebody in my family that's a cop. I guess sort forgetting that she follows my uh, podcast, <laughs> but, uh, and she had like a pretty nasty remark on there because yeah. she, you know she took it a little bit personal. But she had said something about like you know what was what were we what, you know what are we supposed to do? Just like quit our jobs, yo. And no lie, there was probably 100%. about ten chicks. No lie, probably about ten because you know it was a girl who said it. I guess mm-hmm. the dude didn't say anything back. But there was like 10 chicks, no lie, that right probably within a half hour of that all were like, no, I actually quit my job and I found something I like doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're like, you can actually quit. Like, don't be scared. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a frightening thing, but I just feel like standing in your truth and being true to yourself is the most important thing. Like, 100%. Like, I just, that's, that's where 
I feel the pain of those people that did acquiesce to it. And now they're stuck into probably a job that they hated anyway. And they got to deal with the fact that they relinquished their morals and convictions. Like that's a, that's, that's a, that's a fate worse than anything. And then how do you get that back? Yeah. I don't, you, how how do you get you that don't, back, right? You don't. you don't get that back, but also it puts you on the trajectory of compromising continuously, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. Like, like if, if you draw that line and you stick to it, then you keep that integrity and yep. you know, you won't cross the next one. Right. Yep. Exactly. But if, once you start compromising, then it's, then you're the cop that's like, has to do, are you going to arrest that guy? Well, I already fucking took the jab. So I guess so. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, well, victory looks different than it ever used to. And we've Mm. said this numerous times, but I think that we have to trust in our creativity and our ingenuity and all of these things because I mean, when we're talking about people who are stepping down from big careers, like healthcare, you know, there's a lot of things where people have lost so much income. But really, what are we paying for? We're paying for Netflix subscriptions. We're paying for Amazon Prime. We're paying for Amazon to ship stuff to our door. We're paying for all the latest, you know, sneakers. There are things that we don't need to have victory or success. And in fact, the more that I am going on the other side of this fence, I'm finding actual happiness and an actual reset in my spirit about the things that bring joy, the things that bring fulfillment. I am aligned with people who now are in actual alignment with who I am, my ideals, the things and the goals that I have for my family. There's no way that could have happened without this, but I had to be willing to say, okay, well, this doesn't matter like I thought that it did up into my life to this point. And maybe I don't need A, B, and C. And maybe we don't need... There's so many things that I think people in their mind think they're looking at their bills and there's so much we can let go of. There's so much and little tiny bits, letting go of little tiny bits in three or four places starts to add up and make a difference. And I think that it's kind of that reprioritizing about what does victory mean that I live in the mansion at the beach and I keep getting all the cars and all the things and yet I don't want the vaccine but I want to fully participate in the society they are offering me. And I think that for a lot of us, the answer is no, we don't want this society. They are offering us. We want to create a parallel society. We want something different than what's been shoved down our throat, offered to us. The only offer they've given any of us, we're all around the same age. We've all been brainwashed. We've all been through the same indoctrination systems. We all know what's going on. We don't want that for our kids. Now that we're awake to it, we don't want that for our kids. And this is the opportunity to step away from that and to show our kids courage while we do that, to put our feet and our money where our mouth it's huge that's how they're empowered i have a little nine-year-old in the front room right now listening to me have this conversation all my kids hear me talk about a lot of these things all of the time and they get to be hands-on when we're growing food they get to be hands-on when we're taking them out of a school system and i am homeschooling them but not so that i can teach them something it's so that i can life with them i love having life with them sometimes today we slept till 11 30 in the afternoon <laughs> last night we were up till one in the morning watching movies and guess what all their schoolwork got done in the day we went out grocery shopping we went across town we did this and that we hung christmas lights like it's good it's way better than it was and we're all thriving we're finding a new beat to our drum and it works really really well and the more families i see do that the more they have these similar testimonies about how more enriched their families are and that they are actually experiencing real victory as opposed to hamster wheel life. Yes. Mm. yes. That's very important with the, the children, like you were just saying, because, uh, you know, I, I went to school with, uh, you know, I, I, I know a bunch of, I know a bunch of people still from school and, uh, most of them, I was probably 90% of them have all turned into like libtards. Mm. They weren't like that when I went to school with them. And uh, I'm like, fuck, and they all have kids, you know, and like I hit this all the asshole and I'm like, you're fucking making more. (laughs) And and the the thing was like, I guess I didn't notice in school, but, you know, I I guess they were kind of a, you know, a little bit of whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Somehow they turned into pussies as they got older. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. However that happened, it happened. But uh, like what you were saying with the kids, at least some sort of self-empowerment and not thinking everything has to be handed to you, yeah. at least we'll put them in somewhat of a you know decent frame of mind mm-hmm. instead of just pushing the whole uh, dependency in the liberal, the liberal mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The victimhood, right? That right. even goes with attachments as well. Because, yeah. you know, liberals need to attach themselves to everything to make themselves feel better. <laughs> yeah, indeed. You know, they have to totally. identify as fucking, you know. Yeah. No, it really is. It's yeah. a tons of labels and attachments. Yeah, for them. yeah preach it. If you get your kids out of that mindset young, you got a shot. Yeah, and it encourages them to be brave. It's easy, You know, when they have a parent to back them up, when they see a parent being courageous or strong or standing on integrity or truth, no matter what it may be, no matter. I remember really, really distinctly when I had a four-year-old. I'd be proud of you for that, actually, mm-hmm. as a 
I, I, I feel that, and when I had a four-year-old, my oldest, when he was four, he didn't know any better. He was four, but he, I don't remember what it was, a, a small toy or a pack of gum. It was something really tiny that he could fit in his hand. And he was just walking around the store with it. No big deal. I didn't realize he had it. We paid for our stuff. We left when we got to the car and I started to put him in his car seat and I saw he had it. Now as a person, I'm like, well, this is, you know, a dollar item. Why does it matter? But as a human being, as who I am, and knowing that he's a four-year-old little boy who maybe doesn't remember this when he's 20, but it plants the seed of what's right. And we walked back in and we explained that we walked out of the store with this and we hadn't paid for it and we returned it. There was no harsh words. There was no nothing. But every single time you teach your children to have integrity, every single time you stand up for something, when they see me stand up in a grocery store and be strong, or they now that I have a 15-year-old daughter who won't wear a mask into place, like when they are empowered <laughs> and she'll come and she'll tell me, she's like, everyone was glaring at me this one man told me to pull my mask up all these things but she's like and i don't care and i'm like and that's it's Mm -hmm. not it's not it's the opposite of brainwashing it's that i'm saying look this is what they're doing and they're smart enough to see and this is what i'm seeing and we talk about these things really really openly and these are the decisions we have to make this is what's at stake and what do we stand for and i you know if they see me standing up strong then maybe her little friend who's 15 that went into the store with her last time saw her being brave each time it Mm -hmm. plants a seed and so then when people come against them in the medical community for anything in life at their job, when someone steps on their boundaries, when someone crosses over who they are and what it is that makes them who they are, it doesn't have to be about the tyranny. It could be about anything, but it teaches them to be strong and stand up for integrity. And I think that's a huge thing that they, when they broke up families, when they put kids younger and younger into indoctrination, you know, systems inside the schools, they, they made us have that herd mentality where I have to be accepted. Everyone has to like me. I have to say all the right things. I hope I'm picking the right stuff. That's, that breaks up your idea. Identity. When you stand strong, even if your children don't agree with you, they learn to stand strong. They learn to have integrity. And that's so, so important because it's been stripped from us. It's, and it's no, not taught. For sure. Integrity totally has been stripped from us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All by design, too. Oh, absolutely. All to affect our psyche. Yes. You really, yeah, you really nailed it with that, actually. And just one more thing on like the, you know, it it can be, it can be really scary facing all these things, losing jobs and all that stuff. But the other one thing I I just want to put out there and one thing that, you know, I mean, we've had like Kevin Jenkins on and, and, and like some guests that have just really flipped our, our view on, on how things are going. Just like this, there is also a major opportunity right now. That idea of building this parallel society, like you can, you can be down, but like if they're doing this over here, if we're building this over here, people are going to want to come over here. Like, so I, I think, you know, if, if you, if you use this correctly, you can, you can do very well for yourself. And, and I'm not saying I have that solution, but if you're a creative person, oh, no, I, you know, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I really and the community of all of us having these ideas, like as you know, we were saying last night, some of us are hunters, some of us are mechanics, some of mm-hmm. us are homemakers. Some, we all have these skills, but it's together in these communities. You know, no, even in the society that exists now, that's not built independently. That's not one person. That's a collective. We're looking to build a collective. And that's sure. kind of like being a part of a bigger body. Like we all have these functions and these niches together, but it, it works so beautifully. Like it's it, to me, it's obvious that it was meant to be that way. I'm not supposed to do everything on my own. I'm not supposed to know all of it but me and scott and ed the three of us together we know a lot there's a lot we can get done there's a lot that we can accomplish and the bigger that that community grows the more that we help each other and enrich each other and this kind of does go back to and we said this too i think last night kind of goes back to self-love and self-respect and that internal integrity saying i am worth this how i feel matters really feel in my spirit what i say this is my line in the sand and nobody kicks across that and i don't get moved beyond the things that are comfortable for who i am in my spirit that is so powerful that's the most powerful thing that's the biggest threat to them are those people who will not be moved out of the spirit of righteousness Mm -hmm. i had a guest on earlier today and uh i was actually going to tell you about it i'll tell you off the air because i think you might actually really like this guest Uh, i had her on for shadow work you know and that's huge and like you know ceremonial magic actually that's really in my opinion where you start making a if you don't do that, I don't think you will have the best magical effects you can have. But uh, she, uh, we had even, you know, agreed on it at some point, And I think it's all, you know, it's not done on purpose, but I think uh, mindsets have been made to make it done on purpose. Uh, 
we don't really i my opinion i don't think most people really grow up loving themselves at all no. mm. I, I had said to her I, I said i don't honestly and i'll actually say this for men but you know dudes really don't talk that much so i guess like i can't necessarily tell but i could say for women i probably know maybe one or two if any that can get up in the morning and just go walk straight into the bathroom look in the mirror and look at themselves right out of bed and be like i love that yeah yeah and society yeah. has made that not uh, really at all anymore. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, they've really they've ruined us with all of the things that they flash in front of our faces twenty four seven. That's our comparison. Enough. That's what we I need to live up to. Yeah. Never be good enough. Buy more of this to make it better. I, I gotta be that person on TV. I got to be that rapper. Yep. I got to be this. I got to be yep. that to be cool. Uh, me alone, I am not good enough. It's fucked up. It is uh, like mental psyop, really. Mm -hmm. And I feel like to a huge degree, I feel like most of humanity, I mean, I say this all the time. I feel like 98% of all of the world are dysfunctional and 2% are in recovery. And you have to realize that you're dysfunctional to get there. <laughs> this is part of breaking the generational curses and the traumas, right? But when we're traumatized as children, and trauma is different for each person. Maybe we saw our mothers be hit. Maybe we were hit. Maybe we were molested. Maybe we were left alone. There's a lot of things. But as children, it sends a message to our psyche. That is part of the shaping and the brainwashing of us as children, even parents with wonderful intentions. I have always had wonderful intentions with my children. I'm sure down the road I'll hear about something that, you know, really affected them adversely. And a lot of parents, I think that we we need to understand that what happened to us, it, it shapes us. And if we feel unloved as a child, if the message is that you can be molested, you can be hit, or you can watch your parents be hit, you can watch things be broken, you can hear screaming, you can be living in a car, all of these things. And for those of us, whatever traumatic situation it is, that's normal for us. We grew up and we think it's normal. That's how our family was. I'm cool. I'm fine with it. But really, it sends a message to our subconscious about our worth and our value and how our parents see us first, first and foremost, shapes how we see ourselves. So yeah. these are this yeah, is shadow work. It is for sure shadow work. Oh, really? Work. Yeah, because I had even brought up, you know, not to go into it too much, but I, I had I did say, uh, you know, unfortunately, if you really, I think, go far enough, like, you know, you could look at an issue and then maybe see like the girl brought up, you know, a lot of women with fat, you know, think they're fat. You know, that could have been somebody, a parent or a relative could have made a joke about that. Mm -hmm. And that literally and you're not trying to blame the parent, but it's just, you know, you may realize that some of these things that you have these deep city issues with. If you really do the work, you might find out it came from a relative, yeah. a teacher or somebody you looked up to when yeah. you were younger. And it wasn't meant to be done on purpose, but. No. That's also going to be another hard aspect of doing the shadow work is then accepting that and not holding that resentment, realizing, motherfucker, I've been acting stupid yeah. for 20 years because I believed I was ugly because you told me that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, sometimes our, or sometimes I think well, as females, too, like I, I can't tell you how, probably every female in my life growing up bad self-talked. I, I only remember my relatives only ever saying loving, wonderful things to me about me, but I heard them talk terrible shit about themselves, how they felt about themselves, how weak that they felt, how unattractive that they felt, how thrown away that they felt. And I remember, I mean, even though that wasn't said to me, every woman I ever knew in my upbringing said it. They felt that about them. And I think that's a generational thing that gets passed. It's a narrative that gets passed. And, you know, and then you couple in all of the digital age. You cut like, okay, even now I'm about to be 43 years old. And if I'm on Instagram and I scroll through pictures pretty soon, I see the girl with the ass that I wish that I had. And in my mind, intuitively, instantly, my first thought is, if only I had that ass, because I know who I am in my heart. I know my worth and value as a person. I know what I offer in that way, but I think I'm single. That's the first near I'm single as much as I would rather not sleep alone at night because I don't look like that. This is like that. And, and, and instantly I have to tell them that that's the false narrative and now say things to yourself that are positive. Now touch yourself on the part of your leg that you think is the big fat saddle baggy part and rub it and tell yourself that's okay. And I consciously go through this motion and it's a silly thing to say, but it helps to reset all of this poison yeah. that was injected that's into my mind. Yourself, really. It totally, you're it is. To think, yeah, do. absolutely. It's serious fucking work actually. Yeah, it is. I, I had somebody, you know, cause you mentioned that you were in AA. I had a friend who's in AA and uh, I was telling him about like stuff with ceremonial magic. He did not mm -hmm. know I was, he did not know I was in the OTO the whole time I've known him. And mm -hmm. then eventually I told him when I left and uh, I was telling him about like a lot of the shadows, what they call it, shadow work or like the psychological work. And he told me, he says, you know, to be totally honest with you, he says, it sounds like a step four. And he mm -hmm. had showed me that you guys like have these graphs. 
that you can actually use to be like show like uh, basically it'll look like it shows you it's all coming down to fear a lot yeah or whatever it's breaking, yeah. it's breaking down it shows you like why you're pissed off and then you by the time you're done with the graph you're gonna realize you're the fucking problem yeah you know what i'm saying it's your thinking and i was like yo i was like this would actually if i was to ever do like serious in-depth shadow work again i have actually thought about using aa step four you know, I, I mean, I actually, I actually thought that shit was fucking seriously deep. If you yeah. are 100 percent honest with yourself, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, would, I just uh, refer to it as just like 12 step recovery in general. You know what I mean? Like without any sort of affiliation to one group or another. But like, you know what I mean? But it's like totally like, I feel like most people could benefit from the 12 step model. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much value in it. You know, it's like literally just. I've read through that book a, yeah, a bit, and it, yeah. yeah, it's fantastically yeah, it's just, applicable. Just, it's, it's just like you know, saying like, okay, I'm totally fucked. I need something that can. <laughs> Like, that's the first thing. It's like, I'm totally fucked and I need something to fuck that can unfuck me. And I, it's probably going to be something outside of myself that I can look to. And then I got to write down all the shit that I've ever done in my life that's horrible and purge it and get it all out on paper. I mean, I've heard some people refer to it very much as like some kind of like a death and resurrection type ritual where you just get it all out and then you come out of that and you share it with another person and then you kind of go and take that information and you go into your character defects and you kind of kind of come to some resolution about all of your character defects and your patterns of behavior and all the negative patterns that have gone on through your life that put you in this mess in the first place and then you get some sort of perspective on that and you try and let go of that and then you go and you fix all the wrongs and you go and you make amends to all the people in your life and then you have a daily regimen where you try not to do it ever again and if you do you go and fix it right away and then you try to strengthen that connection that you've built because at this point you're you're on like a spiritual journey you know what i mean mm -hmm. you've you've you and then you just try to continue to cultivate that and then you teach others how to do it that's pretty yeah, much well, it. I think, I think uh, if I remember correctly, when I was looking at the steps, I think at some point before you even done, it mentioned something about having a spiritual awakening. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's in the so step twelve. Like what I what I what I got out of it is like uh, you like you know you've changed and now you have to uh, hold yourself accountable. Yeah, totally. In in step twelve, it literally says having had a spiritual awakening. Uh, that, that so it tells me if I just complete the first eleven steps, and by the time I arrive at step twelve, I'm going to have a spiritual awakening. I will have had experienced an awakening of the spirit, and now I have to practice these principles in all my affairs, and I have to show other show it to other people. That's pretty much the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was pretty impressed. He was uh, yeah. That's what he said. He said a lot of the shadow work reminded him a lot. Totally. Of yeah, it's amazing. I mean, so I, you know, I feel like I've done a pretty extensive amount of like, even though I wouldn't, I, I mean, I don't know. Now I'm curious about shadow work. I've heard the term. I don't really know what that entails, but I feel like in the context of 12 step recovery, that there's a lot of that, that you do a lot of deep self-examination that is not pretty and not, not comfortable. And, uh, but I think it's necessary. So, you know, absolutely necessary. Like I remember after having that fourth and fifth step experience, you know, uh, you know, not only writing it all down, like the deepest, darkest secrets, and then sharing it with somebody else. Like that was like an epiphany moment. Like that was like a you know life changing experience for sure. So man, there's yeah. something about saying something out loud mm -hmm. that releases whatever. I don't know. Like people talk about you know chakra work and your throat chakra. Or, you know, there's the ways that we hold energy, mm -hmm. and I don't pretend to know all of it, but I can feel it. And I know that for sure. Like you know, one of my my best friend is uh, Cheney. She does uh, Project Cheney. Project Cheney. But yeah, there's often times where I'll just say, look, I just I'm I need to say something to you, and I just because I can't hold it. Like it's it's been on my mind or it's been on my heart or something came to me from some years back, and I'm and I just need to say it out loud to you and I don't need you to say anything but some somehow it releases the poison to say it mm -hmm. it's a, it's a way of letting it go or acknowledging it and setting it free and it is freeing so I can definitely relate to that totally stuff like that with uh chakra work like if I did like ritual stuff and I was trying to uh make a change within myself uh there was times where I would like uh figure out like I guess the specific chakra that would go with like what I'm trying to you know I guess attract and I would do like mantras and actually try to feel, I guess, whatever chakra I'm doing, like focus on that and actually really just keep repeating like a positive affirmation, really. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Just to try to make that change. And I do think that stuff, uh, just just the fact, I think, of repeating it over and over again. I mean, I think it's going to make some kind of mental connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, think, mm -hmm. To undo the bad words, to undo the bad narrative or whatever it is that's stuck in there that's hanging on, you got to reprogram, you got to reset it and mm -hmm. instill something in its place. That's the important. You can't mm -hmm. just wipe something away. You have to put something in that place. And that's yeah. kind of the. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. That's what. Uh... <clears throat> wow, the guest, it's so funny how it's like the same conversation now. Mm -hmm. uh, the guest I had on earlier. She had even, you know, had mentioned like, you know, and if like, let's say 
one of the ways you dealt with stuff was promiscuity. She was like, you know, instead of like doing that, why don't you go like learn like some kind of dancing mm-hmm. or some kind of like, you know, something to where maybe you can still feel sexy doing it. But it's like you're learning something new and you're not having to screw 20 guys to feel good about yourself. Yeah. Like, wow. You bring self-value back and self-worth yes, back exactly. in that. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Like I first off, I even going out and taking the class is probably fucking like a, a you know, that's a breakthrough in itself. Absolutely. To even have- courage to do that and then to actually show up and then to actually try and then if you're actually good at it you know how much that's going to change the inside of somebody mm-hmm. absolutely it's, mm-hmm. gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna last a lot longer than that 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 dick just did for <laughs> yeah, yeah totally yeah. totally yeah oh, for a guy it's gonna last a lot longer than that piece of dick. <laughs> amen i guess uh ed are we taking dance classes now is that where we're going <laughs> i mean i was thinking it i, but, think, uh... I think that's a good idea uh, i think that's a good idea <laughs> man uh, uh before we get too too on it too far in do you, you do you mind if we do touch on that whole thing with the, the passport stuff yeah dude let's let's, let's do it. it okay so yeah, this, yeah, this, this, that was i really want to hear it myself sure. anyway so this was kind of like then you guys like we, we kind of cover this i think episode 15 so if you guys go back we, we did an episode deep dive and dive into did like, you just now remember it was episode 15 no because well, it's like <laughs> oh. it's like my favorite episode it's like okay. my favorite episode so what was episode 15 it's remember? one of margaret sanger oh yeah i love that okay Mar- margaret sanger eugenics, eugenics like it all ties in man so we before we started recording we uh uh, we were brought up that here in Oregon. So now I've got a white paper here from the Oregon Health Authority um, titled Digital Vaccine Records Project. And so this is a House Interim Special Committee on COVID-19 Response. And it's basically a white paper detailing the uh, rollout of this new vaccine passport app that's going to be on a phone. And they've got like a development and testing timeline. And looks like we're in November and everything's check, 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 right on track for a launch date on surprise, March. Surprise. So it says date March 9th. Um, so so anyway, so we have to get out of here. Exactly. So we got we got a hard out. We got a hard out. I was thinking March I was getting 9th. permaculture blueprint plans brought to my house. Now I don't know if I can swing moving so, out of state by then. So we were asking New York Patriot here about like what's it like in New York with the Excelsior Pass, right? And so he was kind of breaking it down a little bit. And we we talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the show here. But uh, and I was like that is that's the Excelsior Pass, right? And sure, sure enough, so. Now, now I've, I've done this. I've looked into this now. So Excelsior, the Excelsior Pass here. So this is, uh, so this is, uh, like you can just look look it up. Like any of these websites. Like here's just one. Wbur.org says this week, April first, twenty twenty one. This week, New York became the first state to launch a vaccine pass called the Excelsior Pass, developed with IBM. Oh, now, yes, exactly, oh. exactly. That's what we're okay, that. so IBM for all your listeners and everybody out there. So that. <laughs> They're just up to their old tricks again. So now if you go back, if you go back um, to like the late 1930s, um, you'll find that IBM was, uh, you know, an upcoming organization. This is prior to, you know, the personal computer, the computer as we know it or any like iteration of it that we would know. Um, and so they were developing that technology. And, and at the time, the current kind of state of the art or the state of the technology at the time was about this, uh, this, this machine called the Hollerith machine. And you can type it in H O L L E R I T H Hollerith machines. And it looks like a little, uh, I don't know, like a, like a typewriter, typewriter, like a, like a super fancy typewriter type of thing maybe. But so this is like one of the, um, early, like the, 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 the generation of computers right before computers and what, yeah, so it's like a big, like almost like a piano, like a piano type of deal. So anyway, the Germans, you know, around this time when they were starting to round up people and put them in concentration camps, they needed a way to categorize these humans, okay? And so they they got with IBM and the CEO at the time, his name is Thomas Watson, mm-hmm. um, helped the Nazis develop their human identification program using these Hollerith machines, okay? So... Um, so everyone's seen the the iconic like you know tattoos on the forearms of the people that were placed in the concentration camps. Um, those were, corresponded with the human identification cards that were indexed in the Hollerith machines, and so mm-hmm. those those numbers that we all know those are like IBM numbers, okay. Mm-hmm. So IBM had a very, and there's a book, um, what's his name? So it's called IBM and the Holocaust. Edwin Black, I think his name is. Uh, yeah, I think it's Edwin Black. He has a whole book called IBM and the Holocaust. It really goes into deep detail about this. But um, basically, Thomas Watson was brought over and helped the Third Reich develop this technology to to index humans, okay? 
Not only that, but Thomas Watson, Thomas Watson, CEO of IBM, was given the highest award that a foreign person can get from the Nazi party, which is called the Order of the German Eagle. And that's just right there on his main Wikipedia page. He was given the Order of the German Eagle, which is the highest honor that a foreigner can be recognized with for his service to the Third Reich. Okay. Thomas Watson went on to um, have an illustrious clear career with IBM, right? Went on to do big, big things. And he had a protege. He had a protege mm-hmm. named John Oppel. And John Oppel was the one that ended up going on to becoming the CEO after Thomas Watson handed the baton over, right? So John Oppel, uh, up through the 60s, up through the 70s, uh, 80s was, I think like 70s and 80s for sure, was the CEO of IBM. Now, this is up in Seattle. Um, John Oppel was also on the board of directors mm-hmm. with a uh, for the United Way. Okay, so the United Way up in Seattle, which is the, you know, you've seen like the NFL players like talk about the United Way. It's like a charity organization. So John Oppel, CEO of IBM, on the board of directors with a lady named Mary Gates. Okay, (laughs) Mary Gates. And Mary Gates convinced John Oppel to give her son his first business contract that he was able to then launch his company called Microsoft. Okay, (laughs) now... Bill Gates. Okay. So, so yeah, Bill Gates got his money. So we're like th- two degrees of separation away from Nazi Germany, Hollerith machines. And so not only that, but uh, so now fast father. forward. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. I, was, then, I just, I just wanted to yes. point, paint the family's yes, whole idea exactly. of what the, the worth of humanity. Exactly. So then we go into that too. So Bill Gates, father, William Gates, senior, you know, he, Bill Gates admits head of Planned Parenthood. Back in the day, and 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 allegedly there's some there's some question about it. There's like a W Gates in the registry of the American Eugenics Society. So if we feel like on both sides of his family tree, very very deep ties to eugenics, sterilization, extermination programs. Okay, so that's the Bill Gates lineage, but it all ties back to IBM. And so now, when you fast forward to modern day today in New York City, IBM is once again using their technology to index and categorize humans using their Excelsior Pass. Holy Boom. shit. And this is why I get pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> so pissed off. That is fucking wild, though. Yeah. Yeah, when you told me that before, that was like a fucking mind blow. So there you go. I mean, this is just like. Same shit they started out doing, they're doing again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They never stopped. Yeah. They just never, never stopped. stopped. NASA mm-hmm. and the CIA and. Mm hmm. It's uh I mean literally like 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 Sam Triblio says like the Nazis didn't lose the war man they just got they just the uh, what is it what is it They say? were strategizing they, 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 they strategized they won the expansion draft and they just Absolutely yeah, that's what it is yeah. you know yeah, it's they, so true Yeah I totally believe that well I mean don't they even think a lot of them even went to like Argentina mm-hmm. Oh yeah Yeah Argentina uh, you know, there's even some speculation about the fact of whether or not Hitler even died. You know, <laughs> they, they, uh, oh, yeah, no, I, I do. I think that's actually a big possibility. I, 100%. There's no I mean, way. I, I, I'm honest. I honestly don't even know if Himmler really, I, I really, I mean, maybe he did kill himself, but I don't know. So here's one OTO. That's, uh, is that, is that, is that Alistair? Is that Crowley or is that oh, the Golden Duck? Okay. Uh, Crowley took over the. OTO. Okay. So, so, do you know about that story about like him and Rudolf Hess having like a like a showdown? You know what I'm talking about. I thought him and Mathers did too, but maybe. Okay, uh, maybe I, I have to tell everyone. I can't remember what it was. I was reading it in a book, but it was involving like. I, I know he did have one. They're like having a wizard duel. They were, yes, they're having I, like I, wizard duel. I was duel. going to say that, like yeah. practically out in the street, like fucking casting shit. Yeah, yeah. I picture like Madame Mim and Merlin, and they're just like changing each other into like you know, make it pink, make it blue. Wrong yes. movie. But we we get where I'm going with this. Yeah, man, interesting times. And I saw. Uh, let's see, I saw a photo like an old black and white photo of like some like chamber that they said that this was like uh Rudolf Hess's like ritual chamber oh, yeah. or something you like that. Me where, that. Yeah, that picture. And you, I could just feel the dark energy just radiating Coming from the out screen. of this black yes. and white photo. I'm like, can you imagine standing in there? The darkness that has been in that room. Dude. Like, oh God. Can you imagine the children that have been in that <laughs> no, room? That's no, where my mind goes. No, man. Oof. Yeah, that, that guy was definitely into some sick shit. Both of them were. Yeah. 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 Oh, crazy. <laughs> well, that's fucking insane, though, that, that IBM. Uh, I never even knew that they did that when you told me that prior. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that they were involved with the numbers and the barcodes. 
You know, it's so weird. I, I mean, how the cognitive dissonance that people experience nowadays where it's like, how do, do we, did everyone just get a free pass? Was there like some committee that got together that said, okay, well, yeah, these people were very involved in the Nazis, um, but, but they're okay. Like, you know, we are talking like, um, uh, you know, like, like Volkswagen, Ford. uh, yeah, the Ford foundation. I mean, you can go like the Bush family, the Bush family mm-hmm. was very tied to it. The Definitely. Prescott Bush. Um, what is that, that clothing designer that made all their, their outfits, uh, Hugo boss, right? Oh, uh, I didn't know that actually. Bayer, Bayer. Oh, Bayer. Yeah. Bayer, yep, yep. Uh, IG Farben. Um, oh, you know, and of course, of course, Mr. George Soros himself, right? <laughs> George Soros himself, who was actually, didn't he have the best time of his life he, he, on, on <laughs> Isn't record, that a direct on quote? record saying it was the best time of my life while he was helping the Nazis round up his fellow uh, Jewish civilians in the streets. You yep. know what I mean? Like, like, whoa, dude. Like, so wait a minute. Like, I just, I don't get it. And, but and I, you know, I do get it. You know, I do get it because it's all about inverting reality. It's all about the inversion and just shoving it down your throat and just making you suffer with it. You know what I mean? Because they call everybody Nazis. What do you take a step back and you look at not only the strategies that they use, but the people and the methods and the organizations, like you want to talk about Nazis, motherfucker. <laughs> whoa. Yep. yep. I honestly do believe, like, you know, like, uh, I guess if you want to call it a sigh, whatever's going on now with COVID, uh, I, I think that this type of shit has been going on probably consistent since World War II. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. that's probably why, uh, why things have gotten swept under the rug and passed by because we've just been handed bullshit since then, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm not discrediting uh, what Hitler did may or may not have done but you know i do think there was probably just as much propaganda then as there was now with covid we probably don't know honestly what the truth was about world war ii totally you know? oh god i'm convinced that we we know very little and know? i'm not saying yeah. people didn't die i'm just saying no we may not exactly. exactly why or how mm-hmm. much of this or that it was a fucked up situation but i don't think we know the truth totally so, so we've got to this point now, and, I, and we t- kind of talked about maybe bringing this up on, on our show because we were hoping to release this on our end too. And, and I know that there's probably some of our audience members that are sitting there, maybe if they're not familiar with you or Occult Rejects or what you guys got going on, uh, that are just sitting there like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Did you just say OTO? Hold on, hold on. So can you just give us a quick, 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 quick backstory here, just a little bit? Um. I'm uh well I go by the NY Patriot. I do have my own show and then I have a show with uh with my my boy Lux. Uh, that's the Occult Rejects. Um I myself I am from the uh an ex member of the Ordo Templi Orientis. Uh Lux is from the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Uh two totally different ones, but the one I was in uh Crowley was in the Golden Dawn. He just got kicked out or left. Mm. Who, know, who knows the truth? If he was even in it, who the fuck knows if these names are really, you know, honestly, who knows if these names are even real? Totally. You know what I'm saying? But it exists. So, I mean, yeah. it's already a problem. But uh, he supposedly took over the uh, the OTO from uh, three other dudes in Germany. It was a German secret society originally. Um, it was associated before Crowley took it over. It was associated with the Freemasons. If you were a Freemason, you could transfer over to the OTO to a specific degree, you know. Mm-hmm. whatever equaled what you know and mm-hmm. vice versa and it did have a shit ton of initiations as well probably almost as much as the uh the freemasons did so it was easy to you know recognize each other um crowley eventually took that over um he based it on thelema which is his style of magic and kind of basically his it's almost a belief system for the magic itself or for the or um do what that will should be the whole of the law love is the law love on the will you know, based on that, the book of the law. Uh, so, yeah, so he he took that over and then ended up uh, taking out like a shit ton of degrees and just left uh, like Minerva and then 12 of the degrees. He left that and it is not associated with uh, the Freemasons at all. Hmm. But uh, and it's like I said, it's more focused on, uh, you know, a lot of his practices and teachings and mm-hmm. theories and ideas. Interesting. So what was it that uh, made you kind of have a change of heart about the whole thing? Well, the the whole time I was in it, even when I joined, I never uh, felt 100% uh, like I belonged there anyway. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, I, I even thought it was weird at some point, you know, I totally wasn't comfortable just with the whole situation. But uh, it was the only, the OTO, honestly, also was the only place near me 
when I started looking into this stuff, the mm-hmm. golden door was nowhere near, nowhere near me. And uh, I wasn't trying to get into like a coven. I really wanted to do more ceremonial magic. I wasn't trying to do witchcraft. So uh, none of those things were appealing to me. So I, it was really the only option I had. And this there happened to be one like in a half hour away from me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I did just like, well, that that's it. I guess that's where I'm going and I'll have to deal with it. Um, the people there really weren't the same type of people I've been used to uh, being around myself. Um, it was very much of a liberal mindset. Um, so that just made me very uncomfortable. Uh, it just I just knew I didn't fit in. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Totally. Um, I never I had thought Crowley was a uh, magical genius, but I think he was also a complete degenerate at the same time. I never put him up on a pedestal. I never thought like this guy's like my savior now or that I'm going to learn everything from this guy. I just thought this was a place that I could go where I could learn magic from other people that I've had experiences and, you know, take classes and shit like that. Um, I ended up going for, you know, a long time, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, and my ideas of magic changed to why I was going. And at some point um, I started getting more into the psychological aspect of it. And um, that's when I really started seeing much more difference, uh, I guess, results or experiences from doing magic. You know, like we were talking about the shadow work, my opinion, you're not going to have any much real magical experiences at all if you don't do any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, You will never cross over to the abyss or if you do, you're going to end up fucking with something you don't want to. And it's just not going to be good for you. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'll be able to do magic with a K successfully without mm-hmm. doing that stuff. And uh, I started to realize that this place makes no fucking sense whatsoever if that's what you're supposed to be doing, because you pretty much promote the complete opposite of it. Uh, you know, Crowley was bisexual, so of course you're going to have all sorts of sexual identities uh, going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, you know, gay, bisexual, non-binary to fucking you know, a binary penguin or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck they want to call them. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm saying, you know, so, yeah. so now it's like, you know, instead of, you know, and, and the whole thing with a lot of with shadow work is to like remove attachments and dependencies, you know, and all those dumb fucking labels you gave yourself, but yet you got people here that just keep piling on fucking new ones. Yeah. You know, uh, or the, the only thing I should identify is my sexuality. Well, you got another 99% of you. You're not even fucking looking at it. You're never going to fucking know real magic. You're just going to remain a slave in here for some reason, I guess, you know, and, and I started to think like, eventually I started realizing like a lot of these people, uh, in my opinion, or kind of being, it's being done on a purpose on purpose. I, I do think that they push that liberal mindset uh, to have more of like slaves or guinea pigs as you go higher up in the order. Interesting. There, there will be some wild stuff that they will start expecting from you as you go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what I found out after taking after taking a specific degree that I took, uh, they will tell you. And this was one of the times when I realized, like, I knew one this day, I knew for a fact I was never staying permanently anyway. This point on, I knew for a fact mm-hmm. my time was only limited. Uh, but like by the seventh or eighth degree. Um, yeah, after I took this degree, they will list off certain requirements, very basic ones for the ones going ahead, just to give you an idea. And by the seventh or eighth, you're signing your shit over to them. Mm. Property. So now this is actually a fucking cult. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I was like, I knew I didn't think I was going to make this a career anyway. But like once I heard that, I was like, oh, and then like I just started like noticing like, um, you know, the certain this women for specific degrees, you know, end up branding themselves. Mm. I just, I just wasn't uh, cool with that regardless if it had to be done to me or not. Mm -hmm. So, so now I, I I knew like this just wasn't the place for me. And uh, I started to end up having like my own magical experiences at home and just realized that that place is the complete opposite really of the type environment to, to grow. Uh, positively mm-hmm. yeah. and and I, I stopped going for a while and then eventually uh COVID happened and the lodge uh you know funny i guess jesus has more balls than horace because they closed wow they listened to the cdc wow. yet there the you churches go. Were still open there you go so you know i guess your god wasn't gangster enough to stay open so they they closed and uh and they started doing meetings on Zoom. And I was like, you know, what? I, I, I got an email and I was like, yo, I'm looking at the email. This is right around the time that George Floyd happened. Mm. Like right when all that shit happened. 
uh, and they wanted to, you know, see if, if you know, people wanted to jump on and, and, and talk about the situation, you know, and I'm like looking at this email and I'm like, yo, if you're a magician and you're even half ass doing the work that you're supposed to be, this isn't even a fucking issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's not that it's like disassociative, but it, in all in all actuality, uh, what happened to him? Yeah, if, if it was even true. What happened to him is even real. If somebody even really died, Scott yeah, that's fucked. That, that's that's fucked yeah. up. But in all actuality, it didn't stop me from coming on here with you guys. It didn't stop me from smoking a joint. It didn't stop me from eating dinner. No, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't actually really affect me at all. I know that sounds fucked up, but a magician should realize I should only be putting so much energy into the situation because it's not really affecting me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just a way of trying to stay balanced and out of the bullshit and out of the psyop, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, like, yo, I gotta go to this shit because this sounds like some fucking retarded crap. So I just, you know, I signed on, had my thing muted, and just fucking listened. And it was basically like a kumbaya group therapy about like how people were like really upset and devastated by this, and like telling like you know, I guess stories that they've had or whatever. And I was just like. Oh, this is uh, this is like the complete opposite type of shit that like we're supposed to be doing. And then somebody who was much higher up, somebody I kind of almost looked up to again, you know, you shouldn't even have fucking idols mm-hmm. um, started pushing and promoting Antifa. Mm. He started saying <laughs> if uh, Antifa becomes a domestic terrorist terrorist, uh, there goes our constitution. The country will be fucked. Do not let that happen. And then started promoting promoting BLM. Hmm. And from that point on, I signed off and never spoke to any of them again. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Man, Crowley emails to leave. But I had realized, to my opinion, the place was just a leftist breeding ground because I think they want slaves. The same thing thing as we have that pyramid that we talk about out here. We have the top 1% and then all of us are the fucking morons on the bottom. They have that same shit right inside that lodge. They have a few people that actually know what fucking magic is and they're probably fucked up and doing something fucked up with it and they're just breeding slaves or breeding people to push out more leftist ideology. Well, energy carries an entire weight to it. There's so much to energy. And so I, I really feel like that these, these, this evil that exists, this loosh that's happening, they need us to be miserable, afraid, depressed, oh, dwelling on the dark things. They eat that. They're like, sucking it up like through a straw. And so that's when, you know, you speak of balance, but you know, there's always that whole, like, be careful, little eyes, what you see, be careful, little ears, what you hear. It's important. It's not because I can't watch something and be okay with it, or I can't hear somebody talk about something, but what does that do to my spirit? What does that do to my state of mind or my emotions that creates an energy within me that whether I want it to or not can be feasted on by something dark? It's really important to be mindful as you become aware of these things. So it's really good that you can have. I mean, I, I feel like we all get eventually thrust into these positions where we're like, this is like I'm look, this is all kind of like a spiritual energy thing that's happening. And there's as much as like maybe we don't practice in the dark part of it as much as we all view and interact in a different way. That doesn't mean that they don't and that that's not a really real thing. You know, all of these chants that they do, all of the social conditioning, all of the fear, all of the, you know, the, the corrupting our minds and the, and the twisting and inverting everything. That's something for them to feast on because it isn't natural. It isn't natural for a human being to have this done to us. It isn't natural. Yeah, I, that's what's like a lot of things that me and Lux talk about on the occult rejects with the, you know, the mental psyops that I think, you know, you know, some it's some of it has to do with magic. I really do think magic, ceremonial magic is being used to put like psyops onto people and it works through fear, I think, for most of it or putting you into some sort of horrible, like vibrational, like, you know, anger, fear, hate. Yeah. Totally. And, once, and once you stay in that for too long, I think you just get locked in and it's going to be really hard to get out of it. But I think that that's exactly how that shit works. It's almost like it's a magnetic thing that just like it is. I'll pull it right to it if, if you're vibing that way. I hate saying that phrase. But. And it'll hold you stuck. It'll arrest you on if even if you're on a good path, if you if you have a, a good frame of mind and you're and you're doing what you know inside of you to be the right thing. But when these things come at you, when we hold on to it or it, it it can stop us in our path, it can keep us even if we're not if they're not able to lose us, but it can keep us from moving forward and doing energetically what we need to for light. 
And so it's it's all a big yeah. The, I think all the time about the you know the Black Lives Matter chant and like you know there's all the the three word chants and the pouring I mean, the water. I mean that's a whole out. other that's a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 but right. it, but it's all connected. This is all an energetic yeah, no, shift. Is. You know, that was, in my opinion, that was all ritualistic shipping. Absolutely. Yep. As soon as they saw that shit, I knew what time it was. Yeah, totally. totally. I got one more question. How much influence would you say from your perspective would these orders have like in the overall scheme of things? Oh, well, I mean, all right, real quick, me and Lux both realized that our order is connected through the Astrum Argentum, which mm. was another order that Crowley, uh, mm. that one he supposedly started. Again, I don't know if he's just the mm-hmm. face, you know, who knows? But um, so like they, they do connect, you know, and then like you'll hear of like other orders that you may not even realize, oh, shit, those are actually inner orders of Masons. So now other names that you mm-hmm. did not know are actually associated with Masons. But we do think, honestly, a lot of these are may not be so much working together together, but towards this kind of a same goal to I think a lot of them are really interconnected in ways. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Either, either on purpose or not on, you know. Just, just going in the same direction. And I think it's a, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like put out any doom because I think as long as you just stop buying the bullshit, they really yeah. don't have power. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Um, but it, it is, I think a lot worse, which, which for me, when I say that is for people to maybe just try a little bit harder. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's not, I'm not saying it's, it's a lot worse than most people think to get you scared. It's just think about it a little bit more. Totally. Know? Totally. You know, stop buying into the fear bullshit that mm-hmm. they're shoving at you on the TV, the internet, your phone. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, your yeah, body, ultimately your body big. tells you what energy is good for you to drink. Yeah, and if it feels no, like chaos yeah, yeah. and it feels like fear and it feels like confusion, that's no, that's not the path. That's not the, the line of understanding or conditioning. And we need to back up from that. We need to listen when we feel it inside. And that oh, guides us. That's big. That's big yes. Uh, and I'll leave it on that. I, I often say that I think when people can start learning to uh, you know, maybe quiet their mind and be able to hear the voice of God actually, yes. and to start feeling their body mm-hmm. and realizing like you can actually feel it, yeah. it's telling you stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we mm-hmm. start to do that, I think humanity will have a better shot. Absolutely, totally. yeah. so well said. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So, yo, I had an amazing episode with you guys. Yeah, thank yeah, that was so great. Really yeah. great. Thank so, you. So I had very a lot much. of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, can yeah. you? While we, we'll do it again. Why don't you tell our audience like where they can find more of you? Uh, me, uh, the My Patriot. I'm on YouTube, BitChute, uh, Rumble, most um, major podcasts, and then uh, the Occult Rejects. Uh, we're not on YouTube. We got banned, but uh, yeah. BitChute, Rumble, and most uh, major podcasts. Nice. Are you on Rockfin yet? No, Sam uh, told us he was going to put us on. There you and go. We good. asked him about it, and uh, I didn't want to bug him again. I was going to wait a few weeks. Just hit him up, dude. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, Rockfin's the shit, dude. We'll look forward yeah. to seeing you on there. So, yeah, thank you, and, and yeah, let everybody know where you guys are at. Yeah, Once we're again. just uh, Truezilla podcast on any of your podcast players or Rockfin.com forward slash Truezilla. Yeah, we're on BitChute, Rumble, Float, Odyssey as well. We we made our exodus voluntarily from YouTube, uh, but yeah, we're we're out there or Truezilla.org. That's where all, all our social media stuff's at. So anyway, dude, thank you so much. That was tons hey, of fun. We're gonna have to do it yeah. again and then get more into this, some of this stuff because I yeah, feel definitely. like yeah, there's a lot sure, more to talk sure. about. No, no, we'll definitely we'll definitely do this again. And cool. uh, yes, people, if you like the show, please go check out their stuff. I will have the links in the show notes. And if this is the first time uh, hearing, I also have the occult rejects. Those uh, links will be in the show notes as well. Thank and yeah, uh, thanks again for tuning in and thank you all for coming on. That was great. Thank you, man. Thank you so yeah. very much. Much love. Good luck out there with the freaking XL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Right. Talk to you later. Have a great hey, later. Bye bye. Yeah, we got we got like two minutes. Eight, hey, dude. dude Just, he, he was great. That, that was, was awesome. awesome. Just and, take a couple pictures. And I do love though that like I mean I I have to say I was a little nervous, but like I love that he came to the same conclusions we do yeah. by dipping into the dark right? yeah absolutely like, yeah. you know what i mean like and i think that that's that's uh that we needed to hear that right? that's absolutely great. it was a good conversation it was a really good flow and i yeah. i really i feel like it's so connected when we can talk about like the spirituality part of it or the end even when people can just relate on the energy part but i feel like all of us feel that so i i totally. it feels like it flows so well when we have people that connect on that level yes. we can see it all kind of through the same lens absolutely wow cool yeah. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for sitting in with us. Another really, really great talk. We appreciate all of your guys' support and encouragement. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, I am Megan sitting here with my good friends, Scott and Ed. We wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good night. Pew, 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 pew. Ooh, I like that, Ed. <laughs>